Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody, back here on the Two Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. The coach and hopefully the big dog reunited once again, and we'll see if it feels so good. But I had the week off last week. Want to thank the big dog and uh, a Monday assistance from Brian Bauer, Double B himself. Thank you so much, but I'm certainly glad to be back in the saddle. Plenty to talk about from a Father's Day weekend of sports, including... PGA Golf Championship, dot, 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 the U.S. Open. The Heat go up in Oklahoma City 2-1. to one. Lots of baseball action. And we're going to sneak in some Euro Cup soccer action. I am suddenly addicted to the sport of soccer. Somebody, please, call me a doctor. A little bit of music, and then we will kick this soon-to-be award-winning show off and running. I almost forgot how much I missed the uh, award-winning music of the TalkZone.com, the inspirational, if not motivational music of producer extraordinaire David Olson, who I'm sure enjoyed a restful and relaxing Father's Day with a 3-year-old and a 5-year-old or a 2-year-old and a 4-year-old at home, restful and relaxing. Probably two words that you don't get very often. Last week I was working the basketball camp over at the uh, Joy of the Game Basketball Academy. It's up in the uh, northern suburbs of Chicago area. And I forgot how tiring, and David, you can probably relate to this. Uh, Now, I didn't have three- and five-year-olds, but they were like second grade through eighth grade. And as much fun as it is, and you love coach and love the camp atmosphere, the older I get now, in my mid-50s, I forget how tiring it is working with kids on a regular basis cuz unlike other jobs where you can you can rest you could take a few minutes off you know you could sit back at the desk you know go to the computer or something different jobs obviously have different amounts of time where you can not necessarily goof off but just catch your breath and relax a little bit when you are with kids on a regular basis there's no time off you have to be on the entire time i'm telling you i would come home at 3:15 completely exhausted each and every day. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, but I forgot how tiring the kids can be. So hope everybody out there had a happy Father's Day weekend, all of the dads out there. And, of course, we want to throw a special hello out to all the breastfeeding moms who are out there listening to our show. Me and Joel have always, always appreciated our number one audience. It is a Father's Day weekend, and we want to commemorate the dads. But we don't want to forget our number one listening audience, the loyal. Always has been, always will be. The breastfeeding moms out there who are listening to our show, you indeed are the ones (laughs) that give us the inspiration to keep going. Heat knock off Oklahoma City yesterday. I will tell you right up front, hopefully the dog watched the show. Hopefully Big Dog watched uh, the Heat knock off the Oklahoma City Thunder. I haven't even seen highlights. I have completely gone non-interest. It's hard to believe. Basketball is my favorite sport. I mean, I love a lot of them, but basketball, uh, similar to breastfeeding moms, has been. Always will be number one. But I, I have watched hardly any of the uh, first three games, Oklahoma City and Miami. He'd have a little burned out on basketball. Maybe it's going to be a long seven-game, maybe six-game at worst. Five-game series that I haven't been able to get into it. Or 
The other part of it is I have been completely saturated via the blood flow on soccer. The Euro soccer has caught and captured me. I, I'm, I'm finding the rapidity, if I could use that, the rapidness, the rapidity of the European fans who are so into their soccer. Nothing, nothing can compare to that. I mean, you know, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, you see the fans, how rabid they are. It does not compare to the whole Euro soccer experience. I've been hooked on that. So, again, I hope Big Dog watched again because I have not watched a iota. A single moment of yesterday's game, Miami Heat, Oklahoma City. We know the Heat knocked off the Thunder. So we'll talk that. The Euro Cup soccer, a rare meltdown of one of the top pro golfers in a clutch championship run of the final three holes. we got all that and more to talk about. On the other end of the line is my good partner, who I want to thank for uh, taking over the show last week from all the acclaims and from our ratings. The good news is, big, big dog, you didn't hurt our ratings anymore. The bad news is... You didn't affect our ratings, so it works both ways. How are you, buddy? Hello. I had a, <laughs> an absolute phenomenal weekend, but it ends up last yesterday, as I get done with my first tour, I had no idea where my phone is, and I have no idea where I put it and Uh-oh. no idea where it's at. I keep calling it, and it keeps ringing, but nobody answers it. I, and I, I, gotta, I have to go backtrack all my steps today. This is a freaking – I can't explain to you, Coach. This weekend I had at least – Eight people say to me, I can't believe how good your memory is. And then I'm like, then why do I forget something every single day? I forget my, where I put my mm-hmm. keys. I forget where my phone is. They're like, I, I literally have four different two-hour scripts that I know verbatim, okay? And I don't know where I put my phone. And I have no idea where my phone is at. I, I, I have no recollection. This goes on and on and on for me, Coach. Well, yeah, there is. There, there's, there's, there's like, what, the long-term memory, short-term memory. I mean, those that have listened to the show on any kind of regular basis, both here in the talk zone where we've been a couple of years and seven close to eight years on the morning break, Big Dog, are well aware of your unbelievable knowledge of baseball minutia from years and years gone by. But, it, but that is different than the short-term memory, so... I'm assuming there's not a happy ending yet. The phone is still missing. Yeah, it's still missing. And it's not just baseball, Coach. I will come in and be like, when someone, like an argument will happen, I'm like, no, this is what happened in the conversation. And I'll tell, yep. say everything. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yep. And then somebody will be like, well, what did you wear yesterday? I'll be like, I have no freaking clue. Okay. <laughs> I have no, I don't understand it, Coach. I don't think I can get it. I can tell you every one of my friend's birthdays. I, except yours, I don't even know when your birthday is because you're cool. You're like me. You don't make a big deal out of it. For some reason, you've been making a big deal out of my 40th this year. But well, what do you mean I, for I, some it's reason? Frustrated. Yeah. What's that? Oh, what you say for some reason? It's your 40th. That's a big one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's, the 40 is the new 21. I heard, coach. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. By the way, you're. No, uh, I am. I am. Your knowledge and your memory of past girlfriends and all the specificity in those particular relationships has amazed our listeners over the years too. It is. I, I will, I will tell you this though. I have upgraded tremendously. I was thinking about that when I was riding my bike here today. Like how ridiculously good of a lady that I am dating right now. Yes. I cannot believe this, Coach. And like, if anybody has ever doubted whether I'm a good person or not, I, I could care less because Lily the Lilac thinks I am one, and <laughs> that's good enough for me as far as I'm concerned. I'm not kidding, Coach. Yes. This girl is so freaking good to me. I'm just so glad I lived my life to end up being next to her because I cannot believe I ended up with a girl like this. Uh, well, her lost... family is so good to me, Coach. Even though they don't speak English. 
No, that's what I can argue. If they, if they are saying F you in Chinese, they are definitely saying it with a smile on their face. Okay, that's all I know. <laughs> so you've oh, lost but- your cell phone. You've lost a, a number of other minor things connected with short-term memory. But in the week since I've talked to you, Big Dog, you have not lost Lily the Lilac, your uh, soon-to-be long-time girlfriend. Yeah, Coach, the, uh, you did a basketball time. camp, and I can't even imagine the stories that you have. Over the past weekend, we have had <laughs> savings on the river, okay, like life saving on the river, wow. okay. Uh, and also this, on Saturday night, excuse me, Friday night, I get dragged to a Chinese karaoke bar. Now, now people, <laughs> this isn't this isn't what you think it is. You know, you go to a karaoke bar, you got a bunch of people, they take turns going up on stage. You know, it's one of those things. That's what I thought it was. All right. Well, in Chinatown, the karaoke is so big. They have this massive bar with, like, 30 private rooms in it, okay? And I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, I thought this place was supposed to be hip. There's nobody in here. And the girl who drove me there was like, no, no, Lily and everybody's in the back. I open up this door, and I see a crowd of, like, 30 100-pound girls, okay? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and here's Lily. You know, next thing I know, she just hands me a bottle of Johnny Walker. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, drink it. And I look around, all these girls are fifth of Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, the Scotch whiskey coach, let me remind you. They're just downing it like freaking water, okay? And then they're like, oh, we need another bottle. They just hit a button on the wall, and I'm not kidding you. Instantly, another, uh, you know, some girl walks in, and they go, Johnny Walker. I am not kidding you. It was They ordered a bottle of Johnny Walker. It was on our table in less than a minute. Wow. The service in Chinatown is ridiculous. By the way, at the end of the night, I'm used to drinking Scotch whiskey. 110-pound Chinese girls are not, okay? <laughs> and neither are their other white boyfriends. Okay? I was carrying people to the car at the end of the night, Coach. Okay. Now, but I think the, the best moment of that night for me was when I had one of the white boyfriends up against the car, okay, and I had Uh-oh. to carry him out, okay? Uh-oh. And somebody asked me a question, and I turned and wasn't holding on to him. And as I turned around... I see people like, oh, no. Well, I let go of him. He fell and landed right on his face, Coach. Wow. That's oh, I mean, like, yeah, no, that, well, that was wrong. You know, we were talking about to trying to get it. We've had a few emails from some of our listeners, you know, get a, a uh, uh, two guys in a mic gathering in a remote. We were thinking maybe a minor league baseball game, maybe a Chicago Rush football game. David Olson, I think, uh, a Chinese karaoke bar. It sounds like a good time could be had by all. Absolutely. Wow. Could be. But wow. I, before, before we get into all the sports, I didn't get a chance to watch because luckily I, for me, I'd rather I talk about work. what's behind the green door at the chair, Chinese karaoke bar. Uh, I don't think it's Maryland Chambers, coach. Well, you haven't checked all. You just went behind one door. I went behind two doors. I accidentally purposely walked into another room just to see what was going on in that okay. one. And as far yeah, as I'm, you know, it's, it's, this is, uh, above ground karaoke. No other illegal. Activities taking place. Yeah, it's uh, it's happy, happy karaoke. No, no, it's zero karaoke. There's a bunch of karaoke places. It's right next to Yum Yums. Okay. I love the names of the Chinese restaurants, and uh, <laughs> they're like Yum Yum, and they're like you know Tasty Tasty, you know Happy Happy Restaurant. It's so it's it's it's. I get confused whether I'm at Yum Yum One or Yum Yum Two. Yeah. That's not the big story of the week that Uh-oh. happened here, Coach. Uh-oh. And and I got the conclusion for Dave Olson. I kind of told him. I got into it, but I wasn't able to get the whole story. But last Monday, now this is now a tour stop. And when I tell this stop on my tour, people are just freaking blown away. Okay. 
Last Monday, so a week ago today, a kid by the name of Emmanuel comes into Water Riders, and he comes in at 4 o'clock, okay? And we have, there's thunderstorms coming out, and the kid just wanted to go kayak by himself. And he's going to some summer camp to teach some kids, and then after that, he's, he's you know, he's graduating from high school next week, and he's, and he's going out to college, okay? He's a good kid. Well, Donnie tells this kid it's going to rain, thunderstorms, we can't send you out. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. There was a 50% chance of thunderstorm, but that Donnie didn't want to wait around for, you know, two hours to charge who's, some guy 50 bucks. Who's Donnie? Donnie is the office guy that uh, of okay. my kayak company. Right. Okay, I don't blame Donnie. I had Monday off. I was chilling. Okay. Well, uh, anyways, uh, he says come back some other day. And the guy's like, I have only one other day to come back. I, I really can't do this. And he's, Donnie's like, why don't you bring some friends? It's on us. Just come back Wednesday. And the kid's like, okay, I'll come back the one other day and come. So the kid comes back with three other friends. And instead of going in a single by himself on Monday, he and his girlfriend, his buddy and his girlfriend go in two doubles. And if you're going to pull somebody out of the river, you're much better off being in a double. Remind you, this is a renter, a 17-year-old kid who's kayaked like twice in his whole entire life, coach. Mm-hmm. Well, right before the two sets of doubles went out was an older gentleman. And he's paddling down the main stem of the Chicago River. And, folks, if you have not done that yet, it is absolutely spectacular. And if you do it with one of my tour companies, it's extremely cheap. And you get me. And trust me, it's entertaining. And it's a lot more entertaining than I can be on on the airways. I'm much better live in person. But, anyways, so this guy is paddling his kayak. And right where the Eastland disaster happened, where all the most ghosts are spotted in all of Chicago, and I'm not making that up, but you wouldn't know you haven't gone on my tour yet, Coach. This guy falls off the bridge, and he's unconscious. Falls off the bridge into the river, okay? Well, this the older guy paddles up on him and literally prods him with his paddle, and the guy doesn't move. He tries, like, goes into the water and, like, kinds of grabs him and immediately feels his kayak start to tip over. Now, were you, you cannot... were you observing this, big dog? Again, no, I was not observing okay. this. Other people are, okay? okay. Uh, many, this is documented to cover the Chicago Tribune this well, week. Okay, okay, I was going to ask. That's the picture I saw. Okay, because there, there was it, 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 the, the, the guy's in one of our water riders' uh, kayaks, okay? Wow. Well, well, so as the old man is, like, hitting the guy with a paddle and he kind of reaches in and, Kind of tried to, his kayak will flip. If you're in a single coach, please don't take this the wrong way, people. I'm not bragging. I am a ridiculously good kayaker. Okay, there is no way I could pull a human being out of the river in a single and not flip my single. Okay, so I'm not blaming the old man. There's I couldn't have done it either. Okay, maybe I could. I don't think I could. Well, so the guy starts screaming, "Help! There's someone in the river!" He just starts screaming it. Well, this kid, Emmanuel, I think his last name is Gomez. I'm not 100% positive. I am going to get his last name for you, okay, Coach? Well, this kid Emmanuel, this man, excuse me, 17-year-old man, hears somebody screaming. He turns around and sees the guy waving his paddle. At full speed, he goes over there, okay? He sees the body in the river, drops his paddle, is smart enough, does not even care about that, reaches in the water from the side and rips this guy out of the water, okay? In a double, I, I, I know I'd be able to do it, but still, this kid doesn't know. He pulls this kid out, the guy out of the water, and right when he pulls the guy out, the guy unconsciously goes, <gasps> okay, gasps for a breath, because obviously his body hadn't breathed in like two or three minutes, because he was mm-hmm. face down in the Chicago River. Mm-hmm. Well, Emmanuel's holding this guy, screaming, help! Okay, right then, out of nowhere, 
some of the baddest men in all of Chicago, the Chicago Fire Department, are on a boat flying down the main stem doing 40 knots. Coach, I can't explain how fast 40 knots looks on a river, but I do know this from what Emmanuel said. He said that he was, he literally did like six feet in the air. That's how high his kayak went, okay, when, uh, when he was holding this guy and the, and the boat came up. These guys can't stop doing 40 knots. So this boat, instead of stopping, does the 180 turn. It ends up right next to Emmanuel and the guy he's holding. The guy in the boat says, thank you, gets the guy by the shoulder, pulls him up in the air. The guy lands on the boat, and they leave. Emmanuel said the fire department boat was there for less than 10 seconds. That's how badass the Chicago fire department guys are, Coach. Wow. And they got the guy to the hospital. He is. He was still alive as of last night, but he's in really, really bad condition. He was like, if he wouldn't have been in the river, he would have been in critical condition. If you know what I'm saying, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, but still, one of our, one of it, and they, from what I understand, if if the guy would have been in the river for like at least another minute, there's no way he would have been alive. So th- this kid really did save somebody's life. Yeah, I saw the, the story. I, I read the uh, article. Too bad waterriders.com didn't get a little publicity for that because I was wondering if it was your company, but a very nice heartwarming story. They had the picture of the kid uh, in the front page of the paper. Now, did I miss something in the story? There, somebody fell off the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then there was the old man who went to pull in the guy off. It, the 17-year-old kid, did he save the old man or the dude who fell off the bridge? No, no, he's the dude who fell off the bridge, Coach. You were listening to the story I just told you. I said the old man was waving to get somebody over okay. there. Emmanuel saw the guy waving, okay. Okay. and he went over there. And then he saw the guy in the water, and he okay. pulled him out. Well, because you, you started to say the old man was a single in the kayak, so I was assuming the old man went over to save the guy, and the kayak tipped over, and the old man ended out in the water. All right. So the guy who no, fell no. off the bridge. You're, you're like my mom. My mom called me on Wednesday and said, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, you, you didn't drown in the river today, did you? Yeah, Mom, I drowned in the river, and you're talking to a freaking ghost. That's what happened today. Oh, goodness. Uh, so, and well, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm like, Mom, I need kayakers. First of all, people are like, I heard a kayaker died in the river. No, a kayaker saved a life of someone that was not ever in a kayak in the river, okay? 17-year-old kid. That question. 17 is, is now, you, you said you were going to get his last name better than his last name. Let's find out who he is and get him on the air. No, and no, be- we are. We absolutely are. We're yeah. going to get this done. I'm going to get him on. Uh, congratulate him for uh, uh, graduating from high school and, and getting into college and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And just to let you know, he has lifetime water rider kayaking privileges, okay? And Emmanuel is good enough to know not to come on a Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon mm-hmm. when you have 500 guys on a tour. You know, he's like that type of kid. He's a good right. kid. And uh, I, uh, Charlie, uh, Donnie, and I have – we're doing it unpaid. We don't care. We're giving him a uh, an, a personal tour for as many – up to like 40 people because we can get 40 wow. kayaks out there wow. for him. So him and all his buddies go out. We're going to take Emmanuel and his not. family and friends out on a on a special Emmanuel tour is what's going to happen. Give him a personal tour and then take him all to the Chinese karaoke bar. I think they all deserve a break. I was gonna, we were gonna call it Emmanuel the series, but we found out that Skinamax <laughs> actually has a series called that. So we, it's true, it's true, they really do. So we couldn't do that. Oh goodness, gotta get that guy on the, uh, gotta get that guy on the air. Would love to interview him. Very inspirational, motivational story. I just hope, uh, based on all the other, you know, great feats that we've heard in recent years, I hope. He doesn't test positive, if you know what I mean. Uh, 
Coach, I got to be quite honest. That, that would ruin known. the story. Uh, it would. It would it, I don't think so. If this was done under the influence of performance enhancing, even if you're saving someone's life, you know, if you're doing performance enhancing drugs to help you save the person's life, it just kills a good story, Big Dog. Let's hope that after the testing, he comes out clean. Uh, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, unlike Lance Armstrong, by the way. Do you hear that the most recent controversy? Yeah, uh, is it, is it, I mean, I've always felt that he was on steroids at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's true. All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number, a feel-good, motivational-slash-inspirational story for the big dog to start off the show. That's the way to get the week kicking off, uh, my friend. 888-463-6748, our phone lines are wide, spanking open, big dog and a coach reunited again. want to thank you again, Joel, for taking the shows over last week. David Olson, our producer on the other side of the glass. Again, hope everybody had a nice Father's Day. You and uh, Brian Bauer, speaking of reunited. I heard some of uh, last Monday's show, the two of you together. <sighs> awfully good, big dog. Awfully, awfully good. Yeah, it, it was it was good to actually just hang out and talk yep. to Brian Bauer for a while. And that's mm-hmm. kind of I bet that's how it came up because literally he sat down and I looked up it was ten fifty seven. I'm like, Oh, that's it. Wrap it up here yeah. on the two guys in the mic show. Yeah, that's what's kind of what we've always it's never been an official I don't know that we've ever had a committee meeting saying that's the type of show we want, but um, that's sort of the the gist of the conversation when we uh, talk on radio. We don't want it to be too, um, you know, ESPN-ish, too, too cultured sports talk. Just a couple of guys talking, hopefully with our listeners out there, and uh, keep it uh, entertaining and try to find the fun in sports. You and Brian Bauer did an excellent job at that. Well, I, I really appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. I don't know if you mean it, but I'm just going to accept yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. I can't compliment. say I listened to the entire two hours, but uh, a very enjoyable listen. And not just sports. I've often said, and it doesn't matter what I say, people will tell us, Big Dog, that the show often is best when we get off the sports page. Well, I, I just want to let you know that it must not have been that good of a show if an hour show felt like it was two hours. That can be a problem. Yeah. That can be a problem. By the way, the BP Cup. The BP Cup is uh, is at stake as we got a big Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday matchup. I know everybody's excited about the Matt Garza versus uh, Zach Stewart <laughs> matchup today as the Cubs take on the White Sox at U.S. Cellular. Big deal, your Cubs. Eh. The week I was the week I was good. They won a few games, but overall the misery continues, and suddenly the White Sox are um, whatever magic they had, they've lost it a little bit. I wish I would have known, Coach. Known what? Because if the BB Cup was today, I would have I would have stayed in the city of Chicago and actually gone. Probably still good seats available, I would imagine. It's at U.S. Cellular Park. Even when they play the Cubs, uh, there's always tickets available, Big Dog. 7 yeah, yeah, the tip-off. Yeah, my issue is i got to take care of my phone. And, and luckily for me, my the, the owner of, of my company... Um, I haven't I haven't got a check yet this year. Okay, I just for, I just finally filled out my time card, and I gave it to him. I'm like, you know, I I don't have any money in my checking account, and he has to send me this thing. But when he does it, uh, they were like, by the way, we're giving you a uh, a 20 percent raise retroactive from the start of the year. So they Woo-hoo! added 20 percent wow. on to my check. Nice. How often does that happen in life, Coach? As soon as you get some and- money, we can go out and celebrate. Well, yeah, the point is, yeah, they sent me a check in the mail, but I'm like, I got like $8 in my checking account, and I'm not kidding. So 
I would love to do the BB Cup today, Coach, but uh, I don't think it's going to be possible. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if I can be able to get home. 20, so, a 20% raise basically over the money that you haven't got. So right now, it's 20% of nothing. Yeah, right now it's 20% of nothing. But when I, get, I get the, he sent me one check and he sent me a second with the yeah. extra 20% on it. Just, I'm like, you know, that's, I don't know, that, that'll keep me around a while, Coach, because he does know that. Sounds uh, the other like a company's trying to pull me away. So I think it's I think it's it sounds like a country music song. The checks in the mail, and I'm getting twenty percent more than nothing. <laughs> by Travis that's, Wood. That's, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, by Travis Wood. By the way, Travis Wood will be appearing uh, tomorrow at U.S. Cellular Park. He won't be singing Big Dog. He'll actually be pitching for your Chicago Cup. Country singer Travis Wood. How about that? Yeah, Travis Wood's been all right. You know, what I mean, it's it's. Uh, he hasn't been the problem with the 2012 Chicago Cubs. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, hopefully he can continue to learn and, and get a little better. I do think he's a major league pitcher. Mm-hmm. How many other major league uh, people they have on their roster, that's another story altogether, Coach. Yep. So. Yep. I did not, I got to admit, over the week, I've watched a fair amount of Chicago Cub baseball, even in their uh, losing conundrum. But uh, this past week I did not. Big dog, I, I opened up the show and I even put out a couple of tweets you know basketball, I love sports. Basketball is my first and foremost. It is my favorite. I've watched almost zero of the heat and thunder. I have been, I think, addicted probably not much of an over-exaggeration. I have caught the fever of the Euro Cup. Totally into it. Totally into it. Did we lose the big dog? What do you mean the Euro Cup? Is the Euro Cup you're into? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I got Ireland and uh, Italy on tape 130 today, along with Croatia versus Spain. Yesterday I'm watching. Now, the problem is you got both games at the same time now, so it's hard to tape. But I've been heavily, heavily into Euro Cup action. In fact, I watch your Poland team that is so near and dear to your heart and other body parts go down to defeat a couple of days ago, Big Dog. They, they, don't, they don't win in Poland because all the best Polish players are, are on the German team. It is True. interesting. I, I do. Up? You, you know, you can when you you know how they line the players up at the beginning of the game, the match, the match yeah. on the pitch. I got to start using the proper words, and then they will sing each country's national anthem. Well, you can tell because they they will go down the line, the camera, and the native whatever country it is, they're singing the national anthem. The ringers, the transplants, the soccer recruits, they don't know the words to it. So you can pretty much tell when they go down the line for a particular country's anthem who's who's in and and who's uh, who's a recruit. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. That's a that's a good way to figure it out because Podolski, the best player in Germany. Well, I guess he's not the best player anymore. Whoever number ten is is the best player in Germany right now. But he was the, their best player. He's from Poland, and like some other guy, like their best defenseman, the Polish dude. And okay. it was the two best players in Poland, and they're getting paid like uh, like. $250,000 a match to play on the German national team. Well, how does that happen? Why doesn't the U.S. team just go out and get a bunch of Nicaraguans and Germans and uh, an Italian and a Portuguese dude? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, come on now. You're, you're destroying my enjoyment of the game because one of the things I've so totally gotten into is the rabidness, the rabidity. I've created a new word this morning. The rabidity upon which the countrymen follow their soccer team. None more rabid, by the way. None more vivid in their rabidness than your Poland team, Big Dog. They, they showed they've got these outdoor areas where they put up the big screen. I mean, uh-huh. there, there must have been 150,000, 200,000 people gathered 
in whatever courtyard it was out in Portland, all to uh, Portland, in Poland, watching the match, and they dress up, and they're so intense. It does not match any kind of sports intensity. At least I don't think so here in the continental United States. They never win, though, in Poland. Huh? They never win in Poland. No. All the, the, the Polish athletes are the, like, if you watch, uh, World's Strongest Man. Yep. There's, there's a dude from Sweden taking on a dude from Poland. That's it. That's, that's who's in the finals every single time. It's a, it's a Norwegian or a Swedish dude against a Polish dude every time, coach. I, I don't think Poland's ever won a big soccer match at all. I mean, if they ever even won in the, in the elimination route in the World Cup. Probably, yeah, which, think... which makes it even more interesting that their fans are so uh, so avid behind their ball club. Maybe and, and the fact that their best players are now playing for the Deutschland. Yeah, yeah, the Deutschland. Polish people hate Germany. Let me let's take, let's make this clear, and I'll repeat it: they hate Germans. Okay, even on the so pitch. The, yeah, so like, can you imagine the idea of a of a kid growing up in Columbus, Ohio, and then. Uh, and, and and having no problem playing for their Ohio State Buckeyes, and all of a sudden Michigan comes in, drops a, a million dollars in the kid's lap, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I'll go play for Michigan." You know what I mean? Though, so it, it, there is legitimate. Don't forget, you know, uh, you know, Poland was actually following uh, the Versailles Treaty that was signed in in 1918, yeah. and was did not have an army and blah blah blah. And next thing you know, Hitler comes in and you know massacres about you know 15 million Polish people. That's Everybody for, seems to forget that. You know, but trust me, the Polish haven't. And so when these guys like Podolski and all these other Polish guys go and play for Germany, they are, they cannot go back to Poland, coach. Mm. They cannot. Interesting. Seriously, they're done. You're just like, oh, okay, I'll take the money, but I can never go back to my country. Those area, people have no soul. A story, a human interest area of it that I was not aware of, and I don't recall the announcers bringing that up either. But, but that is it. Nobody, nobody gives it the Polish any support. Oh, hey, they can drink and they're good scientists. The rest of them are stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's basically, that's what, hey, let's sum up Polish people. That's how everybody else does it. So. What was what was that treaty called? The Treaty of Versailles. You never heard of it, uh, Versailles, okay. I have heard of it. I'm just trying, because okay. uh, we're coming up with a top ten treaties all time. And right now, the Treaty of Versailles is not in the top ten, but it is a special mention. Well, there's no reason that treaty should be in the top ten. It's one of the worst treaties ever signed well, by any country in the planet of Earth. Our top ten is based not on positiveness, it's on significance. By the way, any of our listeners who would, <laughs> would like to chime in on our award-winning uh, poll that we'll be taking on the top ten treaties all time, you can uh, email in your treaties, top first set. You're only allowed three votes for the three <laughs> best treaties. Email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Big Dog, I know you'll be anxiously awaiting the results. I, I just want to see what you say is number one. So <laughs> it'll probably have you know probably have something to do with Bulgaria. Yeah. I know you, you so you're yeah. a big fan of the Bulgars. Yeah. Right now the early returns treaty of Versailles overrated, but you know. I'm kidding, Big Dog, I'm kidding. No, no, it is overrated. That was one of the worst treaties ever signed. It created World War Two. Legitimately Everything that the Treaty of Versailles did, and don't forget Woodrow Wilson, President of the United States, one of the liberal guys that you like, okay, was demanding, they're like, this is not the right treaty, this is going to start another war. Woodrow Wilson said it the day that it was signed. It was like, this is the stupid treaty. And 10 years later, uh, the U.S. was like, look, well, look what this treaty did and look what's happening in Germany. And the, Poland, the Polish people were like, oh, it's okay, 
we're not going to have a war. We've agreed never to to fight each other again. And next thing you know, there's 15 dead, 15 million dead Polish people. So you know what I'm saying, coach? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, you can't sign a treaty with someone you can't trust. Hey, let's sign a treaty with Al Qaeda. Oh, that that wasn't a smart idea. Yeah, no doubt. It's a good point. Couldn't believe it's, they didn't actually live up to it. It's so. a good point. It's one of the fruits of the labor of tuning into the two guys in a mic show, folks. You not only get your sports talk, you get it with historical perspective added to it. One of the many flavors that you bring to the show, Big Dog. Very, very no, but, impressive. But you're exactly right about the Euro Cup. This stuff is involved. Okay, it, it is involved. Okay, when when uh, when Croatia or over the Serbs are playing, oh my goodness, coach. I mean, it's, you just—it is more about. I would much rather see a soccer game decided one nothing mm-hmm. than see a war happen and you know millions of people die. But then again, you know, when if you're playing the English, you know, at least a hundred thousand people are going to die because they bring the soccer hooligans with them. Yeah, but and you would hope. And I know I'm the optimistic, probably way uh, over idealistic, but you would hope, Big Duck, that sports would serve, and I know it's not the cure-all, but would serve as a benefactor thereof, a positive movement towards countries getting together. wouldn't create more separation, but maybe on the pitch, on the sporting field, you know, it brings people together a little bit in the rooting for our particular teams and the friendly, hopefully friendly competition. I know that might be over-idealistic, but that's one of the hopes that, uh, one of the positives that sports can bring us. No, 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 that's... Yeah, every once in a while I get a, a little upset at you being too, uh, you know, rosy-eyed and all that stuff. Yes. But uh, I, I, that's true. That's what it's supposed to do, isn't it? Is that that's like the Olympic dream. Yes. That uh, you know the world can come together through sport and then realize we're not all that different. Let's mm-hmm. just get along. And mm-hmm. but you know sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. That's you know, good. I think the Olympics and the World Cup have done more to bring the world together than pretty much anything, Coach. Mm-hmm. If you can think about something else where the world can just chill out and be together, besides the Olympics or the World Cup, I, I can't. Possibly Harry Potter 3? Just throwing it Definitely out Harry Potter 1, Coach. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, is it just me? And, and I'm a huge Olympic fan, and I get inspired when I see some of the replays, but is there already, and we're still what? 48, 51, some, some odd days away. Is there already an oversaturation of commercialization of the uh, Olympic Games? I have not watched the television okay. since last Monday. It's been at least seven days since right. I've seen a television. Well, believe me, there you watch the right – what is it on, NBC? ESPN. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that I do know. That I, it, it's NBC coach. Yeah, they're but already. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be tired of microphone. Michael, we haven't seen them in three and a half years, and by the time the games start, we're gonna be tired of Michael Phelps. Believe me. You know what? I, I was not a big fan of Michael Phelps, and then after all of his sponsors dropped him because he decided to smoke an herb, and one of those <laughs> sponsors was Kellogg's. Whoa, Kellogg's has been taking advantage of Podhead Come on. for years. Okay, a company that puts high fructose corn syrup in their freaking products drops a guy for smoking an herb when legitimately how many of their products have been sold to people who are baked off their mind off that same herb? I I, I honestly will not use Kellogg's products anymore because they dropped Michael Phelps, and I became a Michael Phelps fan after that. Not because he uses marijuana, just because of the public outcry against him for Mm -hmm. doing something that didn't hurt any one else. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm throw. I've become a Michael Phelps fan since the last Olympics, and what I wasn't they should before. have done. What they should have done is the reverse effect, and they should have come out with like the Phelps flakes. 
in yeah. adult in adult cereal that you know adults only and you know you pour a little milk over a little bit of smoke comes out of it the adult flake could be a, a brand new cereal sensation big dog uh, you know made with made made with real hemp yep Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only problem is, though, Coach, once you start eating them, you can't stop eating them. Because well, you get really, the more you eat, the hungrier you more, get. More the, reason, the more the reason for Kellogg to put the product out. Would have been a big money maker for him. The bag that it's in, you could actually reuse it. It's resealable. No, it's edible. Moisture. You actually eat the bag. Yeah. Well, there's two oh, kinds okay. of bags. There's the edible bag, and then there's the soft, pliable bag, which can actually be rolled. <laughs> I think Kellogg's really missed out, didn't they? I'm telling you, they missed out on a potential good opportunity right there. No question yeah, about did. it. Yeah, they did. But we'll see. You know, I mean, it'll be a lot of fun. But they are, uh, you know, obviously they spend millions, if not billions, to get the game. So they're going to give us a lot of uh, uh, previews and try to get us interested. I just hope it doesn't burn us out for the actual game. But we got that on the horizon, but more importantly, Big Dog, some stories right smack in front of us. Uh, yesterday, PGA Golf Championship, Webb Simpson, who prior to yesterday, I thought Webb Simpson was a law passed in Congress, which prevented the uh, people that have been here over 10 years in the country from immigration from being released and forced out of the country via immigration. But little did I know, Webb Simpson is a young, very likable golfer who came up with a couple of 68s, and he wins the U.S. Open. Jim Furyk, the leader. Did you watch the final three holes? I have not watched a television since last Monday. Have you heard what happened? I have no idea. This is reactionary radio. You just told me the Heat won. Now I know they're up 2-1 in the series. Webb Simpson, we'll talk Heat in a second. When any of our golf fans out there, you watch the PGA U.S. Open, uh, uh, major championship, good entertainment, quality matchup, a lot of guys bunched up final nine holes, always fun to so watch. Did Webb Simpson win? Or did Webb Simpson it? did win. Jim Furyk was leading all the way, Mr. Consistency. Uh-huh. And then on the six, he started to fa- falter a little bit in the back nine, but on the 16th, big dog, he had a shot right out of, you know, remember last time you and me went golfing? Yeah. And we hit a number of bad. Jimmy Furyk, the last three holes, he could have played with the two of us. The noose got tight, and he he played complete hack golf. Oh, that's too bad. That's I mean, like if you're gonna lose, and somebody plays phenomenal and beats you, you know you're upset. Yep. If you just you know screw yep. the pooch, that's a totally different story, yep. coach. Well, he he uh, he had some kind of relationship with the pooch. The final three holes, no question about it. Not to take anything away from Webb Simpson, this kid very very likable. His wife even more likable. In fact, Phil Mickelson's wife, almost in the in the rearview mirror at this point. Big time, all about Webb Simpson's wife, right? Now. Even though she's seven months pregnant, but this kid played very, very good golf. But uh, you know, I hate to see the pros completely fall apart, but I have to admit there is some—I don't want to say enjoyment, but there's some level of satisfaction. I don't think I'm the only one. And you remember when it happened to a couple of second basemen in Major League Baseball, Steve Sachs and Chuck Knobloch, right? Who literally yeah, could, and, uh, yeah, yeah, they couldn't throw the ball to first base. Pitcher Rich Ankiel, who couldn't get, he kept overthrowing the catcher, just completely lost it. When hackers like us see the best of the best pro athletes fall apart and play the kind of game that we play in some small way, again, you hate to see the human agony, but there is a level of satisfaction that can happen even to the best. Yeah. It's- Golf's a tough game. I mean, I can like I'll go. Uh, my neck is all jacked up, so I can barely swing a club or a baseball bat. Yep. But 
I just try to hit the ball straight or just try to hit the ball. It's almost impossible for me, Coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. Yep. I don't know what it is, but uh, that golf is extremely difficult for me. I have a better chance of having you pitch the ball and have it hit me in a in an area with a baseball bat than I do with a ball, yeah. a golf ball sitting on the ground. I'm not kidding. That's how bad of a golfer I am. Well, you know, last time we went golfing in my golf bag. No kidding, right? I had a Louisville slugger, yeah. and I also brought a floor hockey stick because I'm much better with a hockey stick than I am with a putter. So, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, if I could play golf with a baseball bat, fungo, I, I can't hit worth a lick in baseball. But when it comes to fungoing, big dog, I'm the master. I can place it. Uh, if there ever is a tournament on the golf course with a fungo bat, or if there's ever a, I could go pro and maybe make some money. Let yeah, me know. Let tough. me know if you ever hear a tournament. No, the fungo bat skill is it's it's underrated, coach. Oh. It really is underrated. Multi-use. Uh, I, I had a, I had a coach in uh, Little League was one of the worst fungo guys ever, ever. Yeah. All right, okay, go out there left field and we hit it in center. Okay. <laughs> it was it was bad. bad. Oh goodness! At any rate, Webb Simpson brings it home. Jimmy Furyk, uh, you hate to use the word choke, but he just felt the pressure down the stretch. So we got that happening over the weekend. His first major win, by the way, for Webb. Uh, the Heat did defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Big dog. I was hoping that you watched it. So any of our listeners out there, neither me or the Big Dog watched probably the most. Talked about sporting event over the weekend. Nice to see we're true professionals. Anyone out there who did watch it who would like to be our analyst here on the show, feel free to call up. We'll get you right on. 888-463-6740. It's not a paid position, but we'll get you on the air, and you can be our official analyst of the game. 888-463-6748. Heat were winning the whole game, apparently, dog. Thunder got it down to a point late. And then four straight possessions. The Oklahoma City Thunder threw the ball away or took bad shots. Oh, horrible! Hey, that that's their problem, isn't it? Uh, the, the fact that they've got all this talent in the world, but they don't. You know, Russell Westbrook doesn't take care of the ball, takes bad shots. Was he the problem in the in those four possessions? Couldn't tell you because I didn't watch it either. Okay, couldn't tell you. But I, the, the game before the Kevin Durant shot. Now we weren't on the air together because I was off last week. But the one that you know maybe he was fouled by LeBron. But they had like seven seconds left. That was a bad shot by Durant. Yeah, it was. It was. Sometimes Durant thinks he's better than he really is. That that, that I'm not ripping the guy. Mm-hmm. Because to be quite honest, sometimes you just need a pure score. There's nothing wrong with having a pure score. But don't take bad shots when the games are on the line. Yeah, seven seconds left. First of all, you shoot with seven left, you're giving the other team an opportunity to come back. You know, you got plenty of time. Pass that ball out. Take the shot with two seconds left. Leave yourself a chance for an offensive rebound, but don't give the other team a chance to respond. That was a bad shot. And you, Kevin Durant didn't take many bad shots because the guy's an unconscious shooter. But uh, at any rate, the Heat are ahead 2-1. to one. Dwayne Wade, 25. LeBron James, 29. And uh, Shane Batty, a big dog, has been a little bit of a surprise. He continues to hit some big three-pointers. I think he had at least a couple yesterday. Yeah, that's no surprise, Coach. When the Heat signed him, I remember being like, oh, that's a great signing. And other people were like, we're talking about Shane Battier sucks. No, Shane Battier is a championship caliber backup basketball player. And the Bulls could have extremely needed him this year. Uh, I'd much rather have him than Boozer on the team. Shane Battier is about as good as you can get coming off the bench in NBA basketball right now, Coach. Mm -hmm. He's a championship caliber backup. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if he sometimes I think he starts. Yeah, that's, point. that's not what I'm saying. He's a role player. Yeah. And if Shane, if they, if 
Spolster came to Shane Battier and was like, listen, we don't even need you to shoot. We just need you to defend this guy for the next 20 minutes. He would. And he wouldn't even, he'd just shut up and go about and do it. Mm-hmm. He'd do his job and he'd do it great. Mm-hmm. So those guys are underrated when you get players like that in your organization. Uh, are you similar to me? Because we appear to be the only two if you are. Not yet. I'm hoping I will get into it, but I have like minimal, minimal interest right now in the Thunder versus the Heat. I hope the NBA hears this. I can care less about your sport. I'll watch college basketball when it comes. I, the way your sport is set up right now, it's just it, it's guaranteed to fail. What's uh, and, and so I, I, I don't I, I don't like the way the whole the way basketball is set up right now. I think I need some specificity on behalf of David Stern and any of his people that might be listening. Uh, I feel your ranks, but specifically, what do you see as the problem? The organi- organizations value go up. The worst they get. That's just, I, know, I can go. You don't like the business aspect, coach. But if you don't believe me, people, look into it. When Michael Jordan retired, the Bulls' value went up because they no longer had to pay thirty-six million dollars in salary. And considering they can only get one out of one thirtieth out of all merchandise sold for Michael Jordan, and the television money was spread one thirtieth, basically, you're better off in the NBA as an owner to have a crap team. And if you don't believe me. Why don't you find out who the most expensive team ever was sold in the history of the NBA? Oh, it was the Golden State Warriors last year. They suck. <laughs> are you? That's why, are, coach. That, that's why I don't like. I don't like sports <laughs> setup. Let's make it fair for everybody. No, no. I want owners that have to actually have good organizations and have to put quality products on the field in order to make money or on the court or on the ice. But no, basketball set up for, we'll make it fair for everyone. Yep, and guess what they're going to have? They're going to have Miami and Oklahoma City in the finals, and nobody will ever care. This has got to be the least watched finals, I don't know, since when. Because none of my friends are watching it. Mm, I don't know. None of my friends. Triple A is watching it, Coach. And I've talked to about 25 other people that are like, I could give a rat's ass about right. the NBA Finals. Tomorrow, is, it, is, the, is the final game on tomorrow? Is it Tuesday night? Because I'm watching Cubs-White Sox. I could care less about the NBA Finals. I'll turn on the last two minutes. If it's close, I'll root for LeBron to miss free throws. Mm-hmm. And that's about it, Coach. That's, that's kind and of the I'm way I hater. feel, but I don't, I, I'm hanging around with a different clientele than you because uh, um, I'm – here a lot, particularly the young folks, particularly the young and heart big dog, very, very more so than any NBA final in recent memory. I'm going to take a different approach from you here. We'll see how the ratings turn out. Okay. I'm hearing more and more people interested in watching these NBA finals than in previous years. So I would disagree. You might be totally right. You might because it's, it's absolutely. It's in my rearview mirror, and I'm not even checking anymore is the best way. I've moved on. I'm already thinking about what the Bulls are going to do for 2012, 2013. Hmm. Another another great country music song. She's in my rearview mirror, and I'm not even checking anymore. Yes, David. And the ratings are in your favor, Coach, because it is the highest rating, rated finals since 2004. Wow. So far. Wow. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I, can obli- I guess I'm just hanging out with people that are similar to me, like mine, and could care less. I think it's drawing big, big with the 25 and under, too. The 16, the 20, the 14, the 25 is big. Uh, I know the camp I was at with these kids. Everybody talking about it. Well, you know what? Hey, if these kids love Kevin Durant, I'm all for it. I I want more uh, 
publicity for guys like Kevin Durant around the NBA than than uh, these other chumps. So uh, yes, if if there's 15 year old kids that are watching it for Kevin Durant, maybe there's actually a good future for the NBA and its fans. If they're watching because all of a sudden they're on the LeBron bandwagon, then uh, basketball's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But then I know there's a lot of intrigue over Ken. I don't know, like. I've noticed a lot of sympathy votes for LeBron lately. Have you have you noticed that, too, no. Coach? No, I think part of the interest, part of the ratings, again, I'm basing it more on the youthful clientele that I've been in touch with uh, the past week. A lot of the ratings is based on people rooting against the Heat. It's like 90-10 Oklahoma okay. City Thunder fans. You know what, and that makes total sense now because, honestly, the people that I like that, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people this week, and they're like, are you watching the finals? I'm not. And they were and they were saying to me, yeah, I'm not watching it, but I hope LeBron gets one so people just get off his back. So that's funny. The, pe- the people that really hate LeBron are watching it, and the people that are like, oh, I don't hate him. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a decent man. What's the big deal? He made a dumb decision. I hope he gets his championship. But those aren't the ones watching the finals, coach. Interesting. There's only a handful of people, like four or five guys, the other day we were out mm-hmm. talking. Interesting. So, Oklahoma City Thunder becoming a very popular team. There was a cute little. Maybe 10, 11-year-old girl on our basketball camp. I just found it rather humorous. She's wearing a mono Ginobili jersey. I just thought that combination of the blonde-haired young girl wearing mono Ginobili jersey. Found it kind of odd. There's there's blonde-haired girls in Argentina, Coach. (laughs) 888-463-6748. conduit to conversation with the big dog and the coach all over the board today. From rescuing people in kayaks to the city, uh, the uh, Thunder versus the Heat to the PGA Golf Championship. Let us not forget uh, Cub Sox here in the city of Chicago. The BP Cup, truly, truly one of the least important trophies in all of sports. But you can talk about the most prestigious trophies. I would say the BP Cup, probably right there with the least important. Would you agree? Especially right now. I mean, if it was uh, both teams in first place, we'd, mm-hmm. we'd think it was a big deal, wouldn't we? Yeah, and we having got, said that, the, the trophy's not the, history. I mean, I still like Cub Sox, even when the Cubs are out of it and the Sox are struggling. So I don't mean to uh, – I still think it's a cool rival. I'm just saying the trophy itself, eh, I'm not sure we really needed it. You know what's really cool is it, it, whoever wins the BP Cup, the BP comes in and they they clean up your house. They total yes. they clean everything, coach. Yep, it's unbelievable. Yep. Okay, but even even that little oil spill in the middle of your living room. No yeah, no problem. About they it. get that up. Heck yeah. Yep. White Sox lose yesterday, by the way, to the Dodgers, two to one. Tough, tough ball game. Jose Catana though continues to be quite a story. Big dog. He uh, the young pitcher for the White Sox who really only got his opportunity because of John Danks's arm problems, which continue. By the way, that's another. Side story, but he throws eight innings yesterday. Big dog, six strikeouts, zero walks, gave up no runs. Now the Sox lose the game. The bullpen blows it, but uh, Jose Quintana, quite a story. Yeah, he's been just absolutely phenomenal for the for the White Sox so far. And I like the way he pitches, coach. He doesn't blow people away. He's actually a pitcher. You know what I mean? He gets people out by, you know, guile, not by just blowing them away. So that yeah, I, I, you got to like pitchers like that. You know, that's that's his, what, eighth or ninth game now. So, that, you know, they're starting to get a scouting report on the guy. This is when the time, the last couple times, when young pitchers start yeah. to get figured out a little bit. He's pitching against one of the top teams, if not the top, in all of baseball, the L.A. Dodgers, and he shuts them out 
Eight innings, six strikeouts, zero walk, a zero walk, five hits. That's that's a significant performance from the young kid. Yeah, it's very good. And what a weekend that was. How about the Friday night game? Everybody in baseball is watching Chris Sale take on Clayton Kershaw. That maybe the you can't get five better left-handed pitchers in baseball than those two. Okay, so like the top five left-handed pitchers in baseball. Go out there, and next thing I know, what was that final score of that game? Like fifteen to fourteen. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm all excited, coach, and I'm like, what? Kershaw gave up five runs in the third. You know, it's like it was just it's unbelievable. Sometimes, Sox were like, up, but they had a five-one lead, and then they took uh, Sale out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To rest his arm, they don't want it. probably smart. They don't want to burn him out too early into his career. But nevertheless, you're leading the Dodgers five to one. Your star pitcher is sailing along in the. Uh, the White Sox bullpen, to put it mildly, Big Dog has hit a few minor bumps in the road. Yeah, and they they were bad early, and then when they got real hot, went on that ridiculous hot streak, they couldn't be touched. And if they're going to continue, the, the White Sox have problems, they have holes, okay? If their bullpen doesn't continue to get people out like they did a couple of weeks ago, they will not remain in first place, Coach, because the yep. team isn't overall dominant. You know what I mean? They cannot afford to have mm-hmm. a bad bullpen yep. in order to win. Yep. Addison Reed, Nate Jones. Uh, who was our closer at the start of the year? Uh, not Valenzuela, but no, no, uh, Hector, was, Santiago. Santiago. Yeah, it was a, mm-hmm, it was yeah. and then you got the veteran Matt Thornton out there. But yesterday, uh, Addison Reed came in in the ninth inning. And gives up a run, and then Thornton gives up a run on the tenth. The Sox lose the game, and you know I, I think Quintana would only pitch seventy-seven pitches. And I got a whole Robin Ventura. I'm not ready to open up the website FireRobinsonVentura.com just yet, but seventy-seven pitches. The guy's sailing along. Now I know Young Addison Reed's been good, Big Dog, but bring him back out there for the ninth inning. Forget the book. I know the book says bring your closers. Close the book. Bring your young kid out there. He's on a roll. Let him finish the roll. I know it's easy to look at hindsight, but I got to uh, question Robin Ventura just a bit for that particular move. Uh, I guess, Coach, you know what? Uh, he probably knows the situation a lot better than we do. Nah, probably not. So, uh, no, nah, he probably does. Yeah. Uh, he should have. Obviously, hindsight's a lot easier for us. Yes. But, uh... Oh, yeah. Nobody does hindsight like me. I am. Uh, I think my hindsight winning. Per- I like eight ten winning percentage in hindsight picked up. That's that's actually low. It's that's new. bad, coach. It's not so good. <laughs> Should be a little bit better. Well, big dog. It's great to be back. Now, most importantly, we got to find your phone. If any listeners out there want to assist in the phone finage or the findage of the phone, is there any identifications, any markers, any locations? that can give us a hint, because we might throw a prize out to any listener that can find your phone. Yeah, it's a G's one Casio phone, Coach, with an otter box on it. Okay. And you would think if somebody finds it, they would call, assuming they're a nice, honest American, they would or honest uh, citizen, I should say. They would call the Lily uh, the Lilacs phone number, which I had, which I'm using right now, and I continue to call the phone about every half hour, hoping that the person who has it is like, oh, maybe I should call this number back, or answer the phone, or yep. write down because like yep. I, I call her phone number comes up. So, so it's all quite... you have to do, they they couldn't make a phone call out with my phone, but they could answer the phone. I call at least once every hour. Mm. So no one has picked the phone up yet, and the phone continues to ring. 
So you did, you did not leave. Okay, so the battery's not out yet. That's a good because once the battery's out, then we got issues. Then yeah, exactly. That's the point. You didn't so, lose it. I, it's not in a kayak, I hope. No, it's well before that, coach. Well okay. before that. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. I know that's a major pain in the. Catoosa, big dog. Good luck on the findage there. And uh, great to have you back. Big dog and the coach uh, all the way through Friday this week, dog. Yeah, and hopefully I'm here doing the show tomorrow because if I don't have a phone, I can't do it, coach. All right, big dog. Good luck. There it is. Dog and the coach reunited again. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. And God willing, we'll throw in Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday just for the heck of it. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job. Have a great day, everybody, tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Don't be late.